everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little uh, podcast slash video that I've been uh, putting together where I like to talk about all things investing. And for the purposes of just sharing with you some of my own personal observations about what's going on in the market and sharing with you information that I'm using to help, uh, help me make my own uh, investment decisions. And hopefully you can take some of this, uh, some of the stuff I talk about and uh, bring it back to your own um, personal investing circumstances and hopefully it can help you make some investments, good investment decisions on your own. Uh, my name is Amin Reina and uh, I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And as an investment coach, what I do is I, I help new investors and experienced investors who want to become more financially independent, but they feel genuinely confused or intimidated or frustrated by the whole investing concept, this whole investing gig. They either don't know where to start where it comes to investing or if they've been investing for a while, they're just not seeing their portfolios making it, getting any traction. So what I do as an investment coach is I teach people. Uh, I engage with them on how to make more educated investment decisions so that ultimately they can increase their chances of achieving financial freedom and achieving it with confidence. So this is episode 82 and today I want to talk about, this kind of builds a little bit on a, on a previous episode I did a while ago about asking uh, investing questions. Um, one of the key kind of competencies uh, I try to develop with people that I work with is to get people to ask questions. Um, ask questions uh, from the industry, uh, from advisors, for whoever they're working with in when they're trying to figure out what they want to do with their money and how they want to invest in their money. Becoming more curious because at the end of the day, uh, you know, this is our money we're talking about and we want to make sure that the, uh, when we're investing our money that we're making good decisions, that the money that we're investing is actually being put to good use. And this involves being curious and asking questions all the time. And for a lot of people, though, it's, it's really hard to ask questions when they're working with a bank or going to a bank or talking to an advisor because either they just don't have the confidence to ask the questions or they may feel a little bit shy asking the questions. And a lot of times that comes down to just basically not being having a lack of education or an understanding of, of various investing concepts. Um, and it's, to me, it's a critical component um, for people that are really good at investing. So they're always asking questions. And... Because one of the key questions, and this comes out in terms of the core tenets of investing, one of the key questions we always need to be asking ourselves when we're, when we're trying to figure out whether we want to buy a stock or sell a stock or um, building a portfolio is when we're looking at a, at a stock or an ETF, we always need to be asking ourselves, does, does this stock or investment opportunity going to give, have a good chance of making me money? At the end of the day, you know, why are we doing this? Why are we spending so much time and effort in investing? We, why do we invest? Why do we do this? And I ask this question all the time. Why do we invest? And even though the answer seems intuitively simple, uh, a lot of times we just don't ask the question enough and we kind of get distracted from it. So why do we invest? We invest to make money. We want to see our savings grow meaningfully so it can grow to a point later in our lives that we will have the ability and the means, the wherewithal and the means to use it to achieve whatever uh, personal goals, financial goals that we might have later on in our life or in the future. So 
we always need to be asking ourselves, we always need to be asking questions and we always need to be asking ourselves, you know, does this investment going to make money? Reason why I think it's, it's such an important concept where we always need to have this in our back pocket is because the investment industry, the financial services industry, just does a really good job of trying of not wanting to try to answer this question. Um, it does a really good job of deflecting, uh, minimizing, distracting us from getting the answer we want to know. And that's not good. A lot of times the industry is going to focus more on the process and not about results. Because at the end of the day, this is about results. When we're giving our money to an advisor, we're giving our money to a bank or a, a brokerage company or a robo-advisor to invest money on our behalf. Process, we need to be aware of it, but at the end of the day, it's about results. And if we're not getting the results that we're, uh, we want and that we need to achieve our goals later in life, then it's not been a good investment decision. Um, so I'm Asking questions is always an important pocket. And I bring it back down to me. One of the things I'm doing uh, a lot in terms of asking questions is uh, is dealing with this whole new concept of robo-advisors, for example. Um, they're new. It's a new type of uh, service, investment service, online uh, wealth management kind of service. It's kind of disrupting the industry pretty hardcore, and which is great, which is always good. It's always good for competition. But the question I always keep asking myself with these robo-advisors is do they do uh, as good a job or even a better job of creating wealth, um, of making money, than if I were to just do invest, it, invest my money on my own or hire a traditional type of financial advisor to do it on my on behalf? So I've been always, whenever I ask this question, and especially when I talk with people in who are working in the robo-advisor domain, or even when I talk to other financial bloggers or influencers out there, I always get these blank stares because they're always saying, well, it doesn't really matter what performance is. Um, it's about the process. It's about asset allocation. It's not about returns. And uh, so I've, I've got a lot of blank stares, but I'm still asking the question. And so what I've been doing in the last couple of years for people who have been following my podcast or have been reading up on my blogs on my website, sageinvestors.ca, is... I kind of, I just basically try to, I'm trying to answer that question myself. And what I do is, what I've done is I've just taken about $5,000 of my own money and invested in a, through a robo-advisor and, and I've been blogging my experience and also tracking the returns of my portfolio. And just to give people that insight and sort of a peek under the hood into this whole thing, into this whole robo-advisor concept. So it's about asking questions and that's what I'm doing is I'm trying to ask questions to, to fund, fundamentally answer the question of does this type of process make money? So what I want to do, and as I said, it's really hard to get answers because the industry just doesn't want to give us the answer, or they're very reluctant to want to go there. And I just want to share with you, and really what I want to talk about today is I just want to share with you uh, another example of how the investment industry just kind of brushes off uh, these type of questions. Um, what I do, a lot of times you'll find me, I'm always dipping my toe and exploring different kind of social media platforms. And so on, uh, last week I was just on the Quora website. And so if you don't know about Quora, it's basically its website where you can just ask questions about anything and people will just give you answers. Um, and their insights, their perspectives. I think it's really cool. And sometimes I get in there and I try to like, you know, I see a lot of people ask a lot of investing questions. So I'm always in there trying to, you know, just giving some of my takes on things and just trying to point people in the right direction. And it's cool and I get a lot of really good response and I feel good about doing it in a way of just, uh, just helping people just kind of get some traction with, the, with their investing. So last week, I was just thumbing through it and uh, I came across this question. 
And uh, to me, which to me is an amazing question. Basically what, so here's the question. They're asking, and it, again, it relates to this whole robo-advisor performance kind of thing. So <laughs> it's, the question can't, couldn't, can't be any simpler. <laughs> uh, the question, where can you get performance data for a robo-advisor? Brilliant question. And I love this question because, as I said, I find myself asking this question, you know, this is what compelled me to start this little experiment that I'm doing is there wasn't, there isn't any, it's very hard to get any performance uh, information about these robo-advisor services. And so it's great to see somebody ask those questions because it really validates kind of what I think, what I've been thinking is that, you know, there's a lot of people out there, there's people out there that want to know. They, you know, if they're going to put your heart, if you're going to put your hard-earned money into a robo-advisor service or, a, or give it to a financial planner or whoever, or do it yourself, you want to make sure, you want to have a comfort level that you know that you have a pretty good chance. There's no guarantees for anything with investing, but you want to feel like you have a good chance of seeing your savings grow. So to me, this is a really great question. So what I want to share with you though, is the response. There was only one, one person responded to this. And, but the answer just like floored me. Now, the person that responded to this, I'm not going to give the person's names, but they identified themselves as working at uh, TD Private Investment. So I'm assuming they work at TD Bank here, either here in Canada or in the U.S., and they're working, they're sort of an investment advisor there, so that, you know, registered investment advisor. So I'm kind of going down the path that, usually from my experience, people that are, that are kind of like this, Working in a bank are just financial advisors who basically sell products, sell investment research. I mean, not investment research, sell investment products, whether they're ETFs, stocks, mutual funds. And chances are these are people that get paid or compensated based on you know a commission. There's a commission structure, a bonus structure, a fee structure on there, um, which is pretty typical when you're when you're interacting with the financial services uh, industry. So this gentleman. Uh, responded to this question, where can you get performance data for a robo-advisor? And so this is his response. And I'm just gonna read the whole response and then I'm gonna go through it pretty in a little bit of detail. So, answer. Your question doesn't really make sense. Robo-advisors invest in a diversified basket of index funds according to a client's risk tolerance, determined by a questionnaire rather than a financial plan. The performance of the index fund is the index minus a little drag and cost, so you're only looking at market data to gauge returns. You can always look up what each individual index fund performed through Google Finance if you're so inclined, but comparing robo-advisors on performance makes no sense. It's like comparing 100% lean ground beef from different companies using the same cow and adding nothing. This was the answer. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe, I could not believe it, but then again, I'm not surprised. To me, this type of answer just continues to reinforce to me why I do what I do as an investment coach, because they just don't get it. There's so many levels here, and I'm gonna go through all of them here, that just, like, I was pissed when I read this. And uh, I was really frustrated by it, and it really got me. I got really angry when I when I read this, um, because this is just garbage. This is not, you know, it's it's typically um, 
the type of answer that I would get when I ask that question. They would just, there's a lot of deflection here. Uh, there's a lot of defensiveness here. Um, it just don't want to go there. It just, they just don't want to try and answer this question. And this, to me, this is typical of what you would get when you're dealing with the financial services industry. So let's just, let's just pick, I got a ton of notes here. I just scratched all this stuff out. So forgive me if I'm reading my notes here, uh, for those watching me. Um, I just want to make sure I cover all the points here about that. So first, first part is, first part of the answer is your question doesn't really make any sense. And again, You know, and you want to know why people are intimidated with investing. You want to know why people are frustrated and feel pretty, you know, down there when they want to start investing or they want to learn about something with investing. It's this type of answer. This is somebody who's a registered, probably a registered income, you know, investment advisor. He's a professional. I'm assuming pretty educated. But to give an answer just like that, your answer doesn't make sense. It just reeks of this uppity, uppity kind of like, I'm here, we're the industry and we're up here and the rest of us are down here. And it's just very talking down. Um, to me, this is an amazing question. And this is a question we, every one of us should answer. So to come out and say, it doesn't make sense. It's just right away, you can tell it's just deflecting the answer. And it's just being, you know, for the person who asked this question, when you get when you get a response like this, do you think you want to go? You're going to go and ask a question again? This is just that type of answer. Like to start off right there, it just turns people off. It's a deliberate attempt to just try to suppress people and turn people off from asking more kind of questions. So I hope the person who asked this question doesn't get turned off and get discouraged by it because to me it was an excellent question. Um, at the end of the day, this is an amazing question. So this is not a bad question. So to, to respond like this is just is just garbage. I just uh, just that that right there just turned me off right there. Um, Robo advisors invest in a diversified basket of index funds according to a client's risk tolerance determined by a questionnaire rather than a financial plan. This is a typical type of result uh, response. What the industry likes to do is focus on the process and kind of distract you from the results. And so here, it's just basically talking about this is how, you know, how we go about, this is how you go about uh, investing and that, you know, you focus on diversification by a basket of index funds, you know, you figure out client uh, risk tolerance and you design a portfolio. It's like the process. But at the end of the day, this is results. The person is asking about the performance. It is not asking about the process of how you do it. I just think do you, the person is asking, rightly so, is... What is the performance? Do these things perform well compared to other types of uh, investment strategies? So, and again, this is not a bad question. If I'm going to be giving my money out to somebody to invest on my behalf, to manage it on behalf, my behalf, I want to know if it's doing well. If I'm going to go buy stock in Facebook, I'm not just gonna go buy stock in Facebook, give the money to whoever, and just say, okay, don't worry about the performance. I don't really care if it makes money, you know, but here's the money. I wanna make sure that Facebook is gonna be making money. They gotta be generating profits to make my stock price go up so I can make money and grow my savings. So to say, like, you know, to focus on the process rather than the results, again, is again a typical uh, what you're gonna see, what you see from, from the investment industry. Um, the performance of the index fund is the index minus a little minus a little drag, 
and costs. So you're only looking at market data to gauge returns. Um, true, if you're looking at an index fund, yeah, because you're basically basket, investing in a basket of index, uh, you know, it's a basket of money that's just investing in um, replicating the performance of an index. That's great. But a lot of times, a lot of uh, you know ETFs that robo advisors use don't just invest in index track indexes. You're seeing more of them uh, adopting a more actively managed um, kind of portfolio where they're actually picking stocks, picking building portfolios of actually individual stocks in there. So, um, so you know, it's just again distracting us from from the concept. So the last paragraph he talks about. You can always look up what each individual index fund performed through Google Finance if you're so inclined, if you're so inclined. But comparing, so let's just talk about that. You can look up what each individual index fund performed, how it performed through Google Finance if you're so inclined. Now this guy is an investment advisor. So if I'm going to him, I'm going to him and I'm entrusting my money to him, uh, I'm expecting him to manage my money. Uh, I expect him to figure this out myself because chances are I'm going to be paying a fee and I may not be paying a fee to him, but I'm paying a fee to TD Bank through and I'm not paying it directly out of my pocket, but I may be paying it indirectly through how uh, costs and uh, commissions and all other elements that are that are buried in into the uh, portfolio. So to say, if you feel like it, you can go figure it out yourself with these performance. Well, you know what? If I'm giving my money to you, I expect you to figure it out. I'm paying you through fees to manage my portfolio. So I expect you to do this stuff. And so clearly this person here, this, this advisor, um, hasn't heard about CRM2, which is you know up here in Canada, which has now created some more uh, stricter requirements for banks and financial institutions to disclose performance more clearly to investors and disclose how much uh, investors are paying in fees. So for somebody to say, well, you can just go figure it out yourself. Well, no, like you're obligated. If I'm putting money into TD Bank or whoever uh, under CRM2, uh, I expect you guys to present with me statements uh, showing how my portfolio is performing, how my individual components of my portfolio are doing, and also how much fees that I'm paying. So to come out and say, well, you can go figure it out yourself is obviously this person doesn't know anything about CRM2 and doesn't know anything about disclosure. And again, this is symptomatic of what the investment, this is the struggles we have when we're dealing with the investment industry. It's just that their deliberate attempt to just be very opaque and just kind of push things back and uh, deflect things back uh, to us as investors. And ultimately we're in the cloud and we're just, we're struggling trying to figure this stuff out. So that's the second part. Now the final part of this part is fascinating. Comparing robo-advisors on performance makes no sense. It's like comparing 100% lean ground beef from different companies using the same cow and adding nothing. I'm like, really? So, all robo-advisors are the same. All robo-advisors companies are the same. Like Betterment, Wealth, Simple, Nest, all these companies, they're all the same. They all do the exact same thing. They all invest in the same ETFs. They all have the same asset allocations uh, in their portfolios. They all charge the same fees. Everything is the same. So it's no point trying to compare and figure out what these come because they're all the same. Well, far from it. Um, they don't all use the same ETFs. They use passively managed ETFs and some use actively managed ETFs. They use high cost ETFs and they use low cost ETFs. They use different kinds of, they all have different asset allocations and they all charge different fees. 
And guess what? They all different dif deliver because of that, deliver different results. So this is why we need to ask this question. And that's why this question this gentleman is asking, where can you get performance data for a robo-advisor is an important question and a pertinent question and a valid question is because they're all different and they all perform differently. So I, like this person, this advisor, I just am floored and I don't know how the heck you come out with ground beef, but comparing robo-advisors on performance makes no sense. What do you mean? Like, are you kidding me? This is a registered, whatever, advisor at a major financial institution telling us this, telling this person this. You know, it just, it just, uh, it just floors me uh, how, how, how the industry just uh, approaches this stuff. And you know what? It's probably not going to change. Um, but what I want to say really is to the person who asked this question, I don't think the person's name on this. I would just contact them personally. Like I haven't responded to this. I'm actually going to respond to this. Uh, I'm going to actually respond to this uh, question too and probably give them a much more realistic, thoughtful question. And I want to, first of all, if I were to talk, if this guy was in front of me, the person who asked this question, I would say, I would shake his hand saying, that's an amazing question. And I'm so, uh, I'm glad that you're actually out there asking these type of questions. And, continue, and, and I would encourage him to continue to ask. I hope the response that he got here will not dissuade this person from asking more questions and asking and continuing to push and push back until he gets that answer that he needs. Because an answer like this is garbage and is just a classic example of what the investment industry kind of, how what invest, the investment industry's attitude towards um, performance is. They don't really care. They're more interested in the process. They're more interested in getting you, they're selling you their process. They're not selling you results. And at the end of the day, why do we invest? We invest to make money so we can meet our long-term uh, personal and financial goals. And so what this kind of, what this tells us is that the industry just doesn't do a great job at delivering the results. And that's why you're seeing this big exodus away from this uh, actively managed kind of traditional uh, investment investment management paradigm into this more passive uh, investing uh, paradigm. Just buying a basket of index stocks, buying a basket of uh, broad-based ETFs. It's because people like this can't deliver the goods and the industry can't deliver the goods. And they know that, but they'll never admit it. They'll deflect. They'll make us focus on process, how their process is more superior how the people behind it are more superior than us, that they know what's in our best interest. They're going to do that. I say that's garbage. And this is why we need to always be asking questions and putting these people, keeping these people on their toes and actually delivering, doing the work and doing their job because we're paying them. When we're using, when we're interacting with the industry, we're paying them. They're getting paid for this. They got to work for it. So, yeah, like I just, I just, uh, I just got floored when I read this, and uh, I just, and you know what? It motivates me. It's, uh, it's honestly, it gets me angry, but it also, it inspires me. It inspires me to want to help people because this is what people are up against. This is what we're up against, and we gotta, we gotta strike back at it.
And a lot of times, you know, we're on our own. It's at the end of the day, it feels like, you know what, we're on our own because it doesn't seem like the industry has got our back on this and doesn't seem to be interested in, in, in really wanting to help us. They're more interested in talking down to us um, and more interested in selling us process and selling us products about process and not really delivering the results we want to. So, I, you know, stuff like this empowers me and motivates me because it motivates me to want to help people um, get to that level of financial independence and achieve that level of financial freedom and achieve it on their own terms. And helps me, motivates me want to help people build their investing competencies, be, being more educated, learning about the intricacies, the mechanics of investing, the behavioral side of investing, getting more engaged in the process and letting, instead of letting people like this, um, you know, have a free ride on it. It's what motivates me because the people that I see that are really successful at this ask questions and are engaged in the process. So that's my message for you today is just stay always, you know, if you're working with an advisor, you're working with a bank, keep asking questions. If they don't answer it, if they can't answer those questions, you tell them, go find somebody else and give me the answer. It's not acceptable. So I'll leave it there. I'm sure I'll come across more examples of this and I'll be more than happy to share with you. I'd love to know what you hear about this. What do you think? Is this acceptable? Is this a typical, like, have has any people run into a kind of an answer like this and when they're dealing with a, with a financial institution or a bank or an, or an advisor, love to hear about it. Give me a shout. Uh, you can do it through my website, sageinvestors.ca. Um, you can just hit me with an email through there. I'm on Twitter. My handle is at sageinvestors. So just drop a... Uh, just follow me and uh, I'll follow you back and you know we can have a convo on it. And uh, I'd love to hear your insights on this and anything else. If you have any other questions you want to talk about uh, from an investing perspective. So that's all I got for you um, this week. Uh, just trying to think, what else have we got for you this week? No, I think we're good. So thank you for listening. Uh, if you've, uh, if you're interested in hearing more episodes, more past episodes, all my episodes are on iTunes. Uh, so feel free to subscribe, follow, like, and, uh, I hope this stuff is, uh, is of value to you. You can also see the video version here is on my website, sageinvestors.ca. Just go through the see and hear section and, uh, all my episodes of Stock Talk are, are on there too. Um, that's all I got for you this week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm blank. I'm like, this thing really got to me. Um, thanks for joining me. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for hearing me out. Uh, thanks for letting me uh, vent a little bit. Hope it was some uh, value to you. Thank you for joining again for another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amin Reina of Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Take care.